Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Ah, uh, let's get it. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Thursday, January 20th, 2022. And it's Wake Up with Ray G. Good morning. I see the comments are already going crazy. Ty, good morning. Ricardo, my girl Joe, Jay in the building, Travis, Trevor, Rico, David, Desi, James, Trevor, Brandon, Matt Brunin. What's going down, baby? It's Thursday. Prospect profile. We're going to take a look at Kenneth Walker. Got a little news to get into. But I got to say good morning to my man, Jay Rich. Jay, how you doing, baby? I'm good. I'm good. You know, we got a big prospect profile. You know, we had so many people yesterday. We asked them, who do you want? Do you want Isaiah Spiller? Or do you want Kenneth Walker? Mm-hmm. Everybody said they wanted Kenneth Walker. So here we are. We're giving them Kenneth Walker. But yeah, man, it's I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Happy to see you. Yeah. You know, we love these prospect profiles. So we hope that people enjoy this one. Oh, so I was telling you earlier, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down here. For those of y'all don't know, you should. Dallas, Texas, right? Right outside of Dallas. It was 71 degrees yesterday, man. Woke up this morning, it's 22. It's 22, like, uh, dude, this is not good. I I don't like the cold. I'm complaining about it. And then you tell me it's negative something Celsius in Canada where you're at. Or I don't even know how to convert Fahrenheit to Celsius. I I don't know what that is. No clue. But I know it was 71 yesterday. I'm outside, short sleeve shirt, kicking it. Today, I got to go layer up in hoodies and shit because we're we're not equipped uh, for this weather down here, but yes, we got a uh, we got prospect profile today. Kenneth Walker and and, and I just gotta say w- one time if 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 you're if you're tapping into these prospect profiles via the podcast, I, I highly suggest you come to the YouTube channel and check it out because we're gonna go through a segment where we look at the film. And I know if you're listening, it's probably like, what the hell is he saying? I'm I'm going to try to be as descriptive as possible. But on that note, shout out to DLF, man. I never shout out DLF, Dynasty League Football. Our podcast goes out on their feed as well. Awesome partners with Ryan McDowell and Kim Moody. Shout out to DLF as well. Um, but Jay, we got a little bit of we got some news, and I think it was big news yesterday, man. Coming out of uh coming out of college football. That that was a little kind of but the what but the news out of the NFL was kind of dope. So run us through that real quick. Yeah, so first I wanted to briefly mention Stetson Bennett is returning to Georgia. Um, and with that corresponding move, JT Daniels is now on the move again. Uh, crazy to think that he was once a, I believe he was a five-star prospect out of California with Amon Ross St. Brown, his running mate in high school. Now Amon Ross St. Brown, obviously a you know, prep purposes of being a star in the NFL. JT Daniels still in college, still trying to find his way. Um, and then also, Ray, I don't know if you saw, but Jermaine Burton as well is on the move. Uh, not a surprising move out of Georgia, but Stetson Bennett returning back, you know, the heartthrob kid himself. But then the other big thing that happened in the NFL was GM Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni for the Eagles 
sat at a press conference yesterday and they said that Jalen Hurts will be their quarterback in 2022 and that they need to be building around him Ooh. and not trying to find a reason to replace him. So, you know, we know the Eagles have a bunch of first round picks and a bunch of potential opportunities. We've seen the mock defenders. We've seen wide receivers mock to the Eagles. So it seems safe to say that they're going to do their best to build around Jalen Hurts for at least one more year and then probably evaluate where he's at and allow him to kind of grow in this offense and in this system. Yo, Andrew, I love the Roto. And when, you, when you're when you part of the Roto Underworld team, not only do you get the Roto Underworld hoodie, you get the name. The name on the back, baby. <laughs> like, when you're really part of the squad, when you really do it, they, they throw the name on the back for you. So shout out Matt Kelly, the power father, Larky, all those dudes, man, Roto Underworld. But let's fix the Eagles, right? So we know Jalen Hurts is coming back. What what they've got three picks, I think like from 15, 15, 16, 15, yeah. 17, 20, something like that. What what does Philly need? So we we talked about and, and this is important because we just talked about Jalen Hurts yesterday. And you asked me, the people asked me, what do you do with Jalen Hurts in Dynasty? And I was like, look, I I, I don't know if Philly's gonna commit to him long term. So I, I'm still a little bit weary. Knowing that he's going to be the starting quarterback going into 2022. Um, and they're probably going to avoid a QB in the draft. The, the, the problem is I'm not sure that any quarterback in this draft is definitively better than Jalen Hurts. I do think there's some that could hit the free agent market, like Deshaun Watson, um, you yeah. know, if they can make a trade for Russell Wilson. But we, we know that's not going to happen. I think those are objectively better options than Jalen Hurts. But what do you do? I do think they need another wide receiver to complement Devontae Smith. Uh, Jalen Rager, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, uh, Quest Watkins, not those guys to serve in the number two role. I don't think they should attack that in the draft, though. I think they need to build defensively. I'm seeing a lot of Tyler Lindenbaum, the, the center out of Iowa, who's incredible. I would love for him to follow Dallas going to Philadelphia. I think they use two of those first-round picks on defenders, one of them on the best available offensive lineman, and then you bring in a free agent um, to complement Devontae Smith. Uh, who who would that be? I don't know. Allen Robinson. Uh, do, do they take a shot on Godwin? Do they bring in Michael Gallup? Those guys are going to miss half of the season. But they, they need another pass-catching weapon to open things up uh, for Jalen Hurts. And this is, this is good for Jalen Hurts. If you have Jalen Hurts in Dynasty, you're pretty damn happy right now. But just real quick, in your opinion, what do you do to fix Philadelphia? Um, well, it's interesting you say that because one of the positions I've seen mocked to Philly a lot is actually cornerback. I've seen Stingley uh, mocked to Philly. I've seen uh, Ahmad Gardner as well mocked to Philly. And I think that would be another great spot for them to pick up another piece on defense because I do think they have to fortify the defense a little bit to really complement Jalen Hurts' game. If they're really going to work to Jalen Hurts' favor and work the run game, I think they need to have a really strong defense to go with that. But they definitely need a wide receiver. And so the question is, what kind of wide receiver do they need? I don't know if they need a field stretcher. Like we've seen Jamison Williams mock to them, and this is kind of before the injury as well. But I think a, I think a player like a Drake London would be better served on the Eagles, and especially because Jalen Hurts isn't the most accurate passer. That's another reason why I think he could be a guy that really complements that offense. I don't know if they need just a speed guy who can get down the field. They have plenty of those guys, and it just hasn't really worked yeah. out because Jalen hasn't been able to get them the ball. They need a guy that he can deliver the ball to, short, intermediate, and deep. That's a big target that can catch the ball. Yeah, I, I hope Traylon does not go to Philadelphia. I, I think no. that would absolutely nuke Burks and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard to some degree. I, I wouldn't want it. I'm with I'm with um, uh, Rico right here. Hertz needs to get in the passing lab. Yeah, man, I I, I think he needs to. I, I did see some Calvin Ridley rumors. 
I also saw Ridley rumored to New England as well, that New England would be willing to do whatever it takes to get a Calvin Ridley. Um, Cornerback, wide receiver, linebacker. I just, I don't want to, I don't want any, (laughs) I don't want any of the rookie wide receivers I like to go to Philadelphia. I'm telling you that right now. And it's crazy to play the, so last night we had a film session with the patrons, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk. And we talked about uh, James Cook and Kyron Williams. And man, I, I just, I don't want, I don't want, and in that film session we talked about like players that can thrive in any situation. I don't think these wide receivers can thrive like that in Philadelphia. I just, don't, I don't want that to happen. I think it would nuke their value. Calvin Ridley even there, I don't know what that means for the whole, unless Jalen Hurts like tremendously approves as a passer, gets that together. I just don't, it's not desirable for me for fantasy. I'd rather some receiver who's unselfish and is there for the team and doesn't care about his stats uh, to open stuff up for Smith. But I, I don't want any of the top wide receivers to go there. Like, just to be honest with you, let Chris, Chris Olave can go there. That's fine by me. But don't, no Traylon Burks, no Garrett Wilson, no Drake London, no thank you. But got to get into Kenneth Walker. Got to get into Kenneth Walker. And listen, these prospect profiles are not... The the end and I, I'm going to keep repeating this because we get new people that join every day. They're not designed to go ten hours long and give you this long drawn out approach to these players, right? You're going to see so many takes and what. Bef- First of all, Jay, let's reverse. Let's reverse because I saw a comment at the beginning and somebody said that the, the route running conversation about Traylon Burks is starting to concern them. Don't worry about mm-hmm. that. Like I don't. I don't care as much about what the route running looks like. I just need to know, can you separate from a defender? And I've watched every single Traylon Burke snap. Everyone. And I'm not bullshitting you. From his freshman season to his junior season, he can separate from defenders. It may not look like Calvin Ridley. It may not look like Justin Jefferson. But he can separate from defensive backs with speed, with power, with size, with with physicality. And he's not this. He's not a bad route runner. He just didn't have to do it at Arkansas, right? Don't 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 let that stuff. Don't let little things like that sway you from the bigger overall picture. He's a six foot three, two hundred and twenty five pound freak of nature. That's faster than everybody else on the field. He's got reliable hands. He's got power. I, I'm seeing a lot of. I've said Josh Gordon, AJ Brown. I saw a yeah. linebacker sized Debo Samuel is what you have with. Uh, with uh, Traylon Burke. So I just needed to get that out there real quick. All right, back to Kenneth Walker. So these are designed to give you quick hitting analysis on these players, kind of take you from where they are to where they're at now. So there will be more data that comes out, more information that comes out. But Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker had a crazy rise to stardom this year. I think for most people, they did not have Kenneth Walker high on their radar coming into the 2021 season. Most I don't I don't recall very many people. The only person that I truly knew was talking about Kenneth Walker prior to this season and even prior to last season after his freshman year at Wake Forest was Jared Wackerly from the Dynasty Nerds. And I'm giving credit where credit is due. My man Jay Wack was like, yo, Ray, it's Kenneth Walker, dude. He's kind of nice. Like, I don't know what he's going to be, but he's kind of nice. If you go watch the tape at Wake Forest, he's kind of nice. And I'm just like, ah, Kenneth Walker, whatever, whatever. This season at Michigan State, he went bonkers. Should have been a Heisman Trophy finalist. Over 1,600 rushing yards, sub-300 carries. Just just incredible season um, at Michigan State in his true junior season. But 
to understand the complete picture of who Kenneth Walker is, I think it's important to go back and look at what he did. And was last season just an outlier season, an aberration of of just everything just hit right? Or was there something there when he was at Wake Forest and we just missed it, right? Because the production wasn't there. So when you bring it back and think about Kenneth Walker uh, coming out of high school, he was not a highly touted recruit at all. So that that's not a dooming thing. You know, there's a lot of players in the NFL right now who are Hall of Famers who were two-star recruits, three-star recruits, look no further than Justin Jefferson, J.J. Watt, Antonio Brown. The list goes on and on of high school players who were overlooked in the process because they didn't go to these camps and they weren't highly ranked. So Kenneth Walker, three-star recruit, the 143rd-ranked running back in his recruiting class of 2019 out of Arlington, Tennessee. And Jay pulled up an interesting stat, right? He had more receptions and more receiving yards in high school than a running back that we perceive to be a really good pass catcher in college, Brees Hall. So just remember that because we'll get to some stuff that's a little concerning later. But coming out of high school, he had more receptions and receiving yards in high school than Brees Hall. So we know he's got he's got the capability. He's got the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, even though we did not really see that come to fruition during his collegiate career. So One box, already not checked, not a highly touted recruit, wasn't sought after, didn't have a ton of big-time Power 5 offers. Kenneth Walker, just kind of your run-of-the-mill three-star running back. So he goes to Wake Forest, and in his freshman season, totes the rock 98 times in 13 games, 579 yards and five touchdowns, and three receptions for 17 yards. So after his freshman season, it's like, it's not a, not a great freshman season, but not pathetic, right? Like, didn't do anything. And in that freshman season, he shared the backfield with a guy named Cade Carney. He didn't do much either, right? He led the team in rushing 620 yards. So when you look at it in context, I mean, he almost led the team in rushing. And let me tell you, Wake Forest in 2019 and 2020, not good. Almost led the team in rushing as a true freshman, as a lower-ranked recruit. Now, I want you to remember the name Christian Beal because in his freshman season, running back Christian Beal had 71 carries for 304 yards. So clearly third in that pecking order amongst running backs. Now you go to a sophomore season at Wake Forest, Christian Beal, who was third in the team in rushing attempts and yards and touchdowns, leaps to number one. He leads the team in carries, 142. Kenneth Walker sees just a slight uptick in rush attempts from 98 to 119, and he was, again, 579 yards. Back-to-back, 500, that's the what just crazy, right? Back-to-back, the same exact rushing yards for Kenneth Walker. But Christian Beal, who was third in the, in the pecking order of running backs, leads the team in rush attempts, leads the team in rushing yards with 732. Kenneth Walker did have 13 touchdowns that season, but he only had, again, three receptions. So back-to-back seasons of three receptions, the third string running back his freshman year leapfrogs him and moves to RB1. Kenneth Walker stays in that RB2 role, and then he says, the hell with this, I'm out. I'm out of here. I'm going to Michigan Michigan State. I'm going to play for Mel Tucker. So right off the bat, I'm asking myself, was it Kenneth Walker? Was it the coaching staff? Was it the system? But why was it his second season he could not usurp the third-string running back and propel himself to be the starting running back for, for a bad Wake Forest team? It didn't happen. He hit the transfer portal, and thank goodness, They are able to play immediately because we got to see Kenneth Walker go to Michigan State, and we all know what he did last year, right? 
264 rush attempts. So almost doubles his career, his season total in rush attempts. Uh, 1,646 yards, 18 touchdowns, and then he catches 10 more balls. So again, the, the reception total still not really there for Kenneth Walker. I don't know why. And I, I try not to overreact too much on receptions. Maybe it was the maybe it was the coaching scheme, but you're talking about this kid, this three-star recruit, right? High school, 3,400 yards, over 1,000 receiving yards, 41 rushing TDs, 16 receiving touchdowns. This is the kid that didn't do much early in his career, goes to Michigan State and balls out. And when we say balls out, I don't mean just, I'm not just saying that like just like just a little bit, right? I mean, look at his dominator rating, 39%. Green is what you want to see. And one more time, for those of you listening, dominator rating, the percentage of the total yards and touchdowns the player accounts for in their offense, 50% for the yards, 50% of the touchdowns. That's what Kenneth Walker did in 2021 while seeing a little bit of an uptick in receptions and yards per carry 4.9 5.9 6.2 in his final season and then we see those touchdowns 18 tds for his career 2700 rushing yards 35 touchdowns 5.8 a carry which is really good and then he's got those grand total of 19 receptions 131 yards that's where he's at for his career He's listed at 5'10", 210 pounds, coming out of high school. He was 5'9", right at about 200 pounds. I think he's going to measure in right around at 5'9". You know, we'll see what the weight is for Kenneth Walker. Now, Mel Tucker. Jay, you got some good notes in here about Mel Tucker and uh, what he did for one Philip Lindsay when he was the coach at Colorado. So, Michigan State, zone blocking scheme. We talked about that. I don't think we need me to do the demonstration for what zone running schemes look like. Offensive line, block a zone, up to the running back to use their eyes, trust their feet, find the hole, hit it and go. Um, 67% of the time. So zone blocking scheme. We talked about some of those teams that ran that a lot in the NFL, the Bears, uh, the Seahawks. Who else am I missing, Jay? Bears, Seahawks. um, uh, Dolphins, Falcons. Dolphins, Falcons, all those teams. And Dolphins may switch with the new head coach. But we know the Falcons zone blocking scheme. So just off a of scheme fit alone, Kenneth Walker could be a really good fit for the Atlanta Falcons. Mel Tucker gets a lot of credit for the success of Phillip Lindsay and the way that he prepared Phillip Lindsay for the NFL. Um, Walker went from a okay running back at Wake Forest to what some people consider the best or potentially one of the best running backs in this 2021 class. Kelly Walker is going to be ready and prepared for the NFL after his final preparation season at Michigan State. So let's talk about like the analytical department of what Kenneth Walker did this past season, right? He was number one in college football in yards after contact. And Jay, this, this next stat is crazy, right? This next stat is crazy. Just his yards after contact alone would have ranked 19th in college football in rushing. If you just take yep. after he gets hit, the yards he accumulates after he gets contacted, he would have been top 20 in college football in rush yards, which it's insane. It's almost like Derrick Henry level where he's still like top three in the <laughs> NFL after he missed eight games of football, right? It's it's insane. He had more yards. Is this more yards after contact than Travion Henderson, Zach Charbonnet, Isaiah Spiller, Bijan Robinson, Tank Bigsby, and Rashad White? Yeah, so his yards after contact were more than Travion Henderson, Zach Charbonnet, Isaiah Spiller, Bijan Robinson, Tank Bigsby, and Rashad White. 
just his yards after contact. We know he led the league in rushing with over 1,600 rushing yards. Yeah. But to have that many more yards after contact than those guys had rushing yards, period, just tells you how successful he was this season and how much he dominated in college football. All right. So he was the second overall running back in college football with runs of 10-plus yards. He had 46 runs of 10-plus yards. Ridiculous. Number one in the Power Five Conference. First running back in NCAA in yards of 15 that went 15 or more yards. 30 of those, insane. 10th in yards after contact per attempt. So per attempt, 4.46 yards per attempt after contact, after he's been contacted. 13 overall running back in the offensive grade, in his offensive grade, according to PFF, 89.3. 10 overall in uh, run grade, 90.7. Ninth overall in breakaway run percentage, carries that went 15 plus yards, those 30 carries that went 15 plus yards. Ninth in the country in the percentage of those, and 14th overall in his elusive rating at 147 and a half. So, when you're just talking about statistically what he looked like compared to not just everybody in his class, everybody in the country, Kenneth Walker, one of the best running backs in the country. I, I'm saying one, he was the best running back in the country in 2021. Maybe not the most talented, maybe not the best profile, maybe not, but data statistically wise. Kenneth Walker, the best running back in college football in 2021. Say all that. We get excited. We're going to look at what he did in 2021, and we're also going to take a look at Wake Forest. And I want to see if if there was anything we all missed or if there's something we should be concerned or in, encouraged by from Kenneth Walker. So let's load it up. Film session time. Let's get to it. And again, if you're listening, you got to tap into the YouTube channel I'm going to try to explain this as best as possible, but let's look at Kenneth Walker and let's get it popping versus Michigan, all right? K9, K9, K9. There you go, runs into his line, the vision to break it out, and then you see the speed right there, and this is versus a very good Michigan Wolverine defense that made it to the college football semifinal uh, semifinals here in 2021. Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajobo, I meant Daxton Hill, Fantastic defense. You see him right there, right? Up behind the line, skirt through. It's a I mean, it's a big hole right there. So I'm not I'm not like going crazy over that one, but his balance. This is a play right here that I like. Kenneth Walker. Boom. Bounce it to the outside. Does he have the speed to hit the edge? Yes, he does, right? That's it. That's kind of an important play right there for me. If you're gonna bounce it outside, which I'm just gonna tell you right now, Kenneth Walker does a lot of bouncing outside, a lot. A lot. And we'll see when we get the Wake Forest tape. Can he hit the edge? I I, I think he's fast, Jay, but I, I don't know if he's blazer-type speed, right? Here he is right yeah, here. He doesn't look like he's more than a 4-5, or five, right? I'm seeing – that's Aiden Hutchinson. He ran around. You know what I'm saying? That's that's potential yeah. number one pick. Aiden Hutchinson grasping at straws, kicks the edge. <laughs> he's, he's a very good running back. I think he's a very good running back. Motion him into the backfield right here. That's good, that's good balance right there. That's good vision, good power. I don't know if he gets away with that in the league, right? Just complete stopping his feet, slapping the defender around. Uh, the, these two ends for uh, – these two outside backers ends for Michigan State, pretty good, you know. 12 comes in out of control. Kenneth Walker cuts it up, picks up yards down the field. Good run right there. Solid run by Walker. Here we go. Off tackle right. Put your foot in the ground. And right here, can you accelerate? Yep. Absolutely. I, I think he's a high 4-4. I think he's running high 4-4. Watch this. 
boom, put your foot in the ground and go. And that's what you got to do. You can't dance around. You yeah. can't play around. Put your damn foot in the round and go. I think, Joe, I think he's the best pure runner in the class as well. Just best pure running back. I, I'm not uh, – listen, I'm not going to – I'm not giving y'all that I, – I don't know where he is amongst the ranks right now. I don't know where he is. We'll figure that out in the coming weeks. But he's a solid, solid running back, compact build, good frame uh, by Kenneth Walker. Not the biggest dude, but he's physical, right? So this is Michigan State. That's a beautiful cut. You're gonna. This is of all the runs we saw. This is the one, right? This is the one right here. This is the one right here, because you're gonna see him plant his foot, Jay. This is what's important. Watch, watch this joint right here. Boom! Make that cut. That's that's the one, right? Like if I'm looking at one from everything that we saw so far. Watch this. Bam! Plant it. Get skinny through the hole. Avoid that defender. That's the one. Yeah. This is the one where I'm like, all right. All right. Bam, plant, go. That's the one. The double team. Yeah, Desi, that's the one. That's the one play right there. Now, good stuff at Michigan State. Good stuff at Michigan State. Let's just see the transit. And, 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 and one thing that's important to remember, y'all, like everything we saw at Michigan State, it was put your foot in the ground and go. You, We did not see one play in those highlights where he was dancing around, playing around behind the line of scrimmage. Let's just see what happened at um, at Wake Forest, right? I just got to run this one back one more time. This this is the good one, right? This Yes, everyone's saying that's the one. Puts his foot in the ground, hit the hole, the acceleration, change of pace, right? Just remember what we're watching. Look at him. No playing around, jumping over. Like he's not dancing around, right? Wake Forest. I, I, as I'm watching him, right? And that's, I mean... That's great speed right there. I mean, he's pulling away for 70 yards, so I'm, I, I can't I can't knock him at weight. I, I can't knock this run. But you see, and maybe it was the offensive coaching system, man, but, like, he did this thing where he just kind of stands around the backfield like Lev Bell, like, just kind of stands there, picks his spot. But look, contact balance, and then the speed to go through, right? Speed to go through. I like that. I, I like the I like what he did in the run. I don't like the beginning of the run, right? Here we go. Versus North Carolina State at Wake. Bounces it outside. He tends to bounce it outside quite a bit. Tends to bounce outside quite a bit. I just don't understand what they taught these running backs here. Because here he goes. He's just kind of patient. Let's the defense come inside. Breaks it outside. Just a different different type of run scheme that he was asked to do at Wake Forest, and you see it all over his tape. Watch. Like, yes, he scores here, right? I, maybe it's coaching, right? Maybe it's coaching, because he did none of this. None of the shit that we're seeing right here, did. he didn't do any of this at Michigan State. Look. And again, he's picking his spots. <coughs> he's picking his spots. But this... This it's just so around, odd to watch, though. It's, it's, it has to be it's, scheme. It's like, it just weird has to, to be. watch, man. Like, the, the linemen are pulling. He, it's it's weird to watch. I, I'm going to assume he was taught this. Like, I don't I don't think this is... Yes, and somebody said, if you watch Wake's running backs this year, they have a very delayed running style. Even ha Like, yeah, they just kind of, like, let your linemen set up. But I like the vision. I like his forward lean. Like, I like that. And and Stone says it, it shows he can absorb good co good coaching. This was probably my favorite Wake Forest run. Let me stop talking. Let me oh stop God. talking. This is my favorite Wake Forest run right here. You see a little bit of everything, right? Boom. Cut inside. Read the block. Set him up. 
And then does he have the speed to hit the edge? Decent decent burst, right? I think he's I think he's more bursty than fast, but this was by far my favorite run. I think he put a lot of stuff on Wax in this one run right here. Watch this. Follow your block, set it up, set him up. That's nasty. That's nasty. Right here, follow your guard, 53, set him up, set the defense up, and then burst to the That's a that's an NFL run. My favorite run of Kenneth Walker. Of all the runs that we've shown, that was my favorite run of Kenneth Walker. Look at just this delayed running. It's just, ugh. Get off me. I'm stiff-arming you in the face. I mean, just look at the, this is physicality. You can't teach this, man. I, I hate that. I hate that, but I love this, right? I love that. I love him stiff-arming, putting his hand in somebody's face mask. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I love. I don't love the delayed running style. He's doing what he's coached to do. I love what I saw from Michigan. I don't like that at all, but contact balance, physicality, attitude. That's good stuff from Kenneth Walker right there. Physicality, contact balance, power. Just, I, I know you hadn't watched a lot of, I don't think you've watched any Kenneth Walker at Wake Forest. I just want your opinions no. on some of the plays that we saw from Kenneth. Just your opinions while I look through the comments. What, do you, what did you think watching that? So for me, the biggest thing that showed up on the tape was that you see the contact balance. And more importantly, with these weird delayed runs, he showed a lot of vision because it takes so much so much time to really develop these types of plays that that's where you have to give him a lot of credit because you see that at Michigan State because he makes decisions much quicker. But at Wake Forest, he's just waiting, 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 waiting. And then he hits the hole and then he kind of goes another direction. Then he goes another direction. And you're like, dude, just decide and hit the hole. And that's where it's crazy because at these Wake Forest games, you're like, this would never work in the NFL. You can't just sit behind the line forever and ever and ever and ever, like you talked about, like your Lev Bell. But at Michigan State, the way we see him playing now, yeah. he's just as decisive. Just as the contact balance is there, but he's way more decisive in yeah. the way that he runs. But everything else after after the, the break through the line of scrimmage, you see that at Wake Forest. And so that's where I think you're just taking what he did well and adding it to a more decisive running style that Mel Tucker clearly taught him. Yeah. And it, it's going to make him much more successful in the NFL. But these Wake Forest running backs, if they go to the NFL, they're going to be like, well, what do we do? Because they're yeah. so used to a completely different running style. Like, look at him. I mean, so we're watching the Michigan. Me, we're watching him at Michigan State. And I just I just pulled it back up because it was, we just got done watching Wake Forest. And we're not going to go through this again. I'm just doing this as we talk. But there's none of that delayed stuff here, right? Like, he gets the ball. No. He sees hole. He sees, you know, that power. That contact balance, and he's hitting it, right? So I, I, too, think that that was the coach, the way they taught their running backs. And when Mel Tucker said, Kenneth, I don't want you doing any of that. This is what I want you doing right here. Put your damn foot in the ground, find the hole, hit hole, yep. and use your God-given talent to make these defenses pay. And when he was caught, uh, taught and coached to do that by Mel Tucker, that's why we saw him triple his rushing, rushing production from his sophomore season. Well, he didn't triple it, but you it, close to it, uh, 570 to 1650. I mean, damn near triples his rushing production in one season. Because of coaching, man. Because of coaching, I'm seeing J.K. Dobbins Jr. There goes that run that we love right there. No kind of delayed style. No playing around. Puts no. his foot in the ground and goes. If this is the Kenneth Walker that we're getting at the NFL level, if this is the dude that we get on an NFL team, I saw Dane Brugler in his most recent 2.0 mock 
mock him to the Houston Texans, top of the second round, is RB1 off of the board. If that's the dude we're going to get, that's a fantasy monster. And I know a lot of people are talking yeah. about his pass catching. I'm going to be honest. He caught 13 damn passes. I couldn't even find him. I, I don't know where they are. Buried amongst the tape. No damn clue. Uh, does he look good? I'd be lying to you if I said, yes, he looks like a natural. I saw, of. I've watched... Seven games of Kenneth Walker, and I saw zero pass catches. So I didn't even see him run a route. He never lined up in the slot. He didn't run screen plays, but he caught the ball out of high school. And I think that's why it's important. Jay put that stat in there. He did catch more passes than Brees Hall coming out of high school. He had 1,000 receiving yards in high school. I'm not as concerned, man. People were flipping out about Jonathan Taylor not being able to catch passes. And when they throw it to him, when they throw it to him, he looks just fine. Do I think Kenneth Walker, yeah. let's just get this out of the way now. Do I believe he's going to be a pass-catching weapon at the NFL? What do I always say, Jay? What do I, You should know it now. What do I always say? There's a, There's difference. a difference between a pass-catching weapon and a running back who can catch passes. Kenneth Walker, I believe, is a running back who can catch passes. I don't think you're going to line him up in the slot. I don't think you want him running choice routes. I don't think you want to see him running a lot of angle routes, wheel routes. He's a running back that can catch passes. Will not be deployed as a pass-catching weapon, but I like him. I think he can. he's capable of reeling it in and running the football. Yeah. You get him in a you get him in a scheme where they're like you're going to be in the zone blocking scheme 67% of the time at at uh Michigan State, you find the holes, use your vision and hit it. Fantasy star on our hands. I I think he's that talented of a runner. Um it's going to be interesting to see what he weighs in at the combine. Team fits for yeah. him. We we talked about this with Brees Hall. Zone blocking scheme. I would love to see him in Atlanta. Would love to see him in Houston, Miami with Tua and Jalen Waddle. Seattle Seahawks. I think it would be a good fit in Seattle with him over there in the Northwest. Uh, I I I think he's a running back that can thrive in any type of situation. I'm a fan of Kenneth Walker. Uh, he didn't grade out in my T score rankings. He wasn't my highest rated running back, but he's he's up there. He's up there. I think his physicality, the vision, his contact balance are all there. The only kind of question marks, and we're being objective here, is how much work in a PPR league do you think he can get? And I, I, I th here's what I think is going to happen. I think he's going to be more like Nick Chubb in the NFL. I think he's going to be called upon. I think he's got the build to carry the ball. I, I think he can carry the ball 15-plus times a game. He's got that build. He's got a lot, low mileage on his body. He didn't. I mean, he, 264 yeah. carries was his max out in a season. I think he's going to be more Nick Chubb, right? Nick Chubb can catch some screens if they throw it to him, but they ain't doing a lot of stuff with him in the receiving game. They use Kareem Hunt for that. They use Dearness Johnson for that, a little bit of Demetric Felton. But I like Kenneth Walker. Between Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, I think Brees Hall is the more complete running back. He profiles more as a three-down running back for me opposed to Kenneth Walker. So it's, a lot of it's going to boil down to draft capital, a little bit of landing spot, but I think what we saw at Michigan State wasn't a one-hit wonder. I think that's the biggest takeaway I want you all to walk away from is don't let anybody tell you, oh, he just did it for one season and he was god-awful at Wake Forest. Wake Forest taught their running backs to walk to the line of scrimmage and then try to pit, try to find a hole. That's why they only had 500 damn rushing yards, leading rush for 600 yards, because they just tell them to walk to the line, find somewhere and go. Kenneth Walker in an NFL-style offense, was the most effective running back in college football in 2021. Fade all the silly shit that you hear on Twitter, that you see on social media. Dive into his game. 
Go back and look at what he did, and that's what we do. That's what I do with my patrons, my people. We dive into the game and show you stuff that's not going to be on the highlight tapes on YouTube. So when you get all the information, you could go back and make a better informed decision to position your dynasty team for short and long-term success. Kenneth Walker, prospect profile, dope running back. I like him, Jay. Yeah, no, he's he's a good running back. And I think that's the biggest takeaway is that when you watch him on tape, you see a running back that's going to have success in the NFL. It's just going to come down to where he plays and how well he fits in there. And it's crazy because you see the difference coaching can make for a player. And, you know, we see it a lot. Jamison Williams is another guy who he didn't even see the field at Ohio State, but when he goes to Alabama, he's a Blitnikoff finalist, right? And so all these little things matter. And, yes, there's certain situations have to be, have to go great for a player. But Kenneth Walker is a player who's he's been around for a little while. You know, he's seen some things. And I do think that Mel Tucker kind of teaching him how to play running back the right way is going to ultimately propel his career in ways that maybe no one ever believed imaginable because it's crazy. When I heard, um, I was talking to one of my buddies, Jordan Vanek, who's like really big college football guy. And when I when he told me, or sorry, we were talking about Michigan State and how Walker went off when he had the 300-yard game week one. He didn't know that Mel Tucker went to Michigan State. And he was telling me if he did, he would have put a lot of money on Walker to lead the league in rushing because that's how much he believes in Mel Tucker and how much Mel Tucker has done for other running backs in the past. And so I, f I forget, there was a running back who transferred to Michigan State this year, but I would honestly look to these guys because Jaylen what Berger. Mel's doing with some of these running backs. Jalen Berger Jaylen Berger, right? Yeah. And let me let me clarify Pay attention this to what Mel Tucker does with running backs. Let, let me clarify this. I am not <laughs> comping. I am not play style. I am not comping Kenneth Walker to Nick Chubb. That is not what I'm doing. I'm talking about play style and utilization. I don't have a comp for <laughs> Kenneth Walker. I saw Ahmad Bradshaw. That was a cool one. Like I thought Ahmad Bradshaw was a good one. I'm seeing. I am not. I just want to repeat this for everybody listening and watching comping him to J.K. Dobbins. I'm not comping him to Nick Chubb. I have no comparison for, for, for Kenneth Walker at this point in time. Anybody that's rocked with me for over a year, I don't do that often. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, th these dudes are their own guys, man. When I'm talking about players, I'm talking about utilization, how they're used. I think he's going to be used like a Nick Chubb. That, that type yeah. of running style, physical downhill, no-nonsense runner that's got the speed to pull away from defenders, that's not that can catch passes but not utilizing a pass-catching role. That's all I'm saying. It ain't no Nick Chubb light. Ain't no none of that. I'm not comparing him to Nick Chubb and J.K. Dobbins. I just need to get that clear for everybody out there right now. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just talking play style and utilization. I have no comparison for Kenneth Walker at this point in time. Hopefully, as we get closer to the draft, I have one. But I, I'm not the dude to just throw out shit as soon as I watch two games. And, oh, that's... That's Chris Johnson, or hope that if I if I comp a player to somebody, I truly, truly believe like this is who I think this guy is. I'm just talking play style and utilization. Sorry, I just had to. Yeah, I just had no, to be clear. Think, but I think it's I I do think that you're right though. Like he's not going to see a whole bunch of volume. But I was I was interested because even if in high school he's catching swing passes and small little short dump offs, like that still matters. You don't just catch 64 passes by accident in high school. And so to see that he caught more than Brees Hall, it's kind of like, even yeah. if they're short dump-offs, like you can catch those in the NFL. And so 
we'll see what happens. But I, I think he's more than capable as a running back, and I'm interested to see kind of how he looks at the combine. Yeah, because that will kind of tell us as to how good of a pass catcher he really is. Yeah, I think I'll be at the. I'm, I'm gonna be everywhere. Uh, be at the Senior Bowl. I think I'll be at the Combine too, Jay. I know you didn't even know that. I, pro, I think Ooh. I'm going to the Combine this year, so get a chance to see Ooh. these guys. I know, man. I know. But that's what we do, man. So I appreciate y'all tapping in. Um, good. I hope y'all enjoyed this one. Oh gosh, <laughs> AJ's like, oh, so you're saying Walker's Nick Chubb? Got it. Get the hell out of here, AJ. How do you boot this guy out of the stream? I appreciate all of y'all tapping in this week. Uh, go back, uh, you know, once once the combine rolls around and you get more data from uh, from uh, this is what I encourage my patrons to do. And I think I saw one of the patrons actually say they couldn't find. We did a film session on Kyron Williams and James Cook last night. Look in the live stream channel. It's in the live stream channel, but I'll get them on Patreon this weekend. I'll make sure all of them are loaded with thumbnails on Patreon. Um, we've done Tyler Algier, James Cook, Kyron Williams, Hassan Haskins, uh, Rashad White so far. We're going to go through all these guys in depth. Um, but what I encourage all of my patrons to do is when you watch something like this, whether it's mine, somebody else's, and you see these little things and you pick up on, oh, he does have that one cut ability. Go back and look at some of the, look at some of the stuff on YouTube, do your own due diligence, find out some things that you see on your own. And a lot of people like to, to, to knock highlight scouting. I think highlights serve a purpose, man. You go to YouTube and you pull up Kenneth Walker's highlights. Just think of that as like his ceiling, right? The highlights that you're seeing on YouTube are the ceiling. When you dive into the actual game film and you see the two-yard runs, the three-yard runs, the negative two-yard runs, but he broke eight tackles to, to not get a loss of five, that's more like that. That's the real football stuff, right? That's that's what more of what you're going to see on a consistent basis, those two, six, four, five-yard runs. So I encourage everybody, after stuff like this, just go back and look at it for yourself and see some things that you start to notice a little bit different, like, damn, he does really have really good contact balance. Or, oh, Joe, you want to see some of the pass catches? Oh, I did see him house a screenplay, you know, that, that Ray said he didn't see. Like, go back, do your own due diligence, but I look forward to doing these Every single week with y'all, um, we'll do one twice a week. It might come to a point where we do three. We're doing that's all we're doing all week, just prospect profiles, uh, depending on the time. Um, but I appreciate y'all tapping in the channel, showing love to what we're doing over here. Um, if you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk. Subscribe to the newsletter. Jay's got it in the description of the video. Thumbs up, like, tell your friends. Y'all have a great, fantastic weekend. Enjoy football and wake y'all ass up on Monday morning to hang out with me and Jay Rich. We out of this thing. Peace.